As the world is still reeling from the effects of a global pandemic, we have seen a whirlwind of career-related trends over the past years. The great resignation, quiet quitting, and career cushioning. For several decades, our planet has also experienced an increased awakening, a greater sense of self and who we are in this world, a return to consciousness and sustainability. Couple this with the rapid advancements of the fourth industrial revolution, and we find that humanity has never felt as isolated or as insignificant as we do today. Our next guest says that 100% of the clients she has worked with in the past year have expressed a desire to make a difference in the world. And she believes this signals a return to the pursuit and creation of a purpose-driven life and career. Meet Chantelle Boita, Catalyst. Chantelle's life work has been born out of her personal struggles. She's been a single mom for 25 years and led herself out of addiction twice. This meant that she dragged herself through 20 years of meaningless jobs until the day she asked herself, who on earth am I? And what on earth do I want? Since then, Chantelle's life has become all about purpose, all about meaning. She is constantly reinventing herself to better serve her clients and help them too to discover meaning and purpose. She gives people permission to dream again and helps them map the steps they'll take to realize their full potential. Chantelle is an all-out believer and activist for the dream job. If she can, Chantelle says, you can too. Let's dive into the visionary message of Chantelle Buta, Catalyst. Welcome to the League of Visionaries podcast by Yazi Media. The League of Visionaries podcast is your place to meet visionaries, professionals, entrepreneurs, and other thought leaders with a visionary message to share. This podcast is for you if you too are a visionary driven by a deeper purpose in your work, your play, and your investments. I'm your host, Marie-Therese LaRue, the media strategist with soul and founder and owner of Yazi Media Virtual Media House. Connect with this league of visionaries as we explore the power of purpose and how to bring it to the world through your message. You'll find the League of Visionaries podcast on all the best podcasting platforms, and you can subscribe on your favorite. And remember to follow Yazi Media on LinkedIn to stay up to date with your visionary message. Chantal, I think the very first question to ask of you is this message, this visionary message of yours. Would you like to share what that is and why? So I believe that we all deserve to lead what I call a purpose-driven life. But I spend a lot of time talking about a purpose-driven career because career forms so much of our lives. And so many people hate their jobs. I mean, we only have to look at the statistics. Disengagement is at an all-time high. I think it's sitting around 80% at the moment. And then let's look at all these other phrases that have come into our jargon, the quiet quitting, the career cushioning, the great resignation. I saw a new one yesterday, by the way, rage applying when you get upset with your boss and you apply in a rage. Knee-jerk reaction, classic knee-jerk reaction. The bottom line is we, we've come up with all these cutesy little phrases lately, and I'm not entirely sure I'm on board with the cutesy ideas. The reality is this is nothing new. Quiet quitting has been happening for 100 years. 
Mm-hmm. The great resignation, I think if we have to dive into the great resignation, I believe COVID sparked the great resignation. And part of it was because people were suddenly thrust into a whole new environment and they started asking themselves the big questions. Who am I? What do I want from this life? Is this what I want? Am I actually enjoying this work from home thing? This is so different from what I thought possible, right? Maybe it's what I want. And I believe those are the questions we need to come back to when it comes to a purpose-driven life. And like I say, a purpose-driven career. Who are you? What are your values? What is your value add? And where are you going? And those are the big questions that need to be answered in order to have a purpose-driven career. And then in summing up, if I look at our society, our society is we, we, we're in a very polarized society. You know, it's a, it's a us and them and everything's got some or other undertone, you know, and people get highly offended at the wrong thing. And I believe it's because we're not fulfilled. And I'm not talking about fulfillment from the perspective of goal achievement here. I'm talking about fulfillment from the perspective of, is my soul happy, right? Mm-hmm. And fulfillment for me is about other centricity. Fulfillment is about meaning. It's about making a difference. And that means focusing on the other. So when you're looking for purpose in your life, in your career, what do you want to do to make a difference? That's my visionary message. That's huge. And I love the word that you're bringing in there, other centricity. Break that one down for us. (laughs) We we all know about egocentricity and other centricity is a whole different world. Absolutely. So I want you to think about, just to break down other other centricity, right? Think about when you do something for someone else, how good you feel. Think about conversely, when you've reached, let's call it a financial target in your business, and you treat yourself to a day off at the spa. It feels good, right? But it doesn't feel quite as good, exactly, as doing something for someone else. And again, I'm going to come back to societal paradigms. We're conditioned to throw the coin in the the cup at the robot or whatever the case may be. That's not what I'm talking about when it comes down to other centricity. I'm talking about actually investing your time, investing your energy into making someone else's life better, There is no greater feeling of satisfaction than knowing you've had an impact on another person. That's other centricity. That's other centricity. And that is purpose, right? That is what makes us feel that we are alive. And a lot of the quest for purpose that we hear about so much is very egocentric. Exactly. And and that's why it's just this self-perpetuating, never-ending quest. Mm -hmm. You know, we go like, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Until we go and put it in context. And in South Africa, of course, we have this wonderful word for it. We've got Ubuntu, right? And that's what you're talking about with other centricity. But now I'm going to give you the paradigm or or the dichotomy, whatever it might be. Other centricity actually starts with egocentricity. Ooh. Let me unpack. Let's let me go. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me unpack that for you. In order to lead a purpose-driven life, you have to get to know yourself. We spend so much of our time being bombarded by the noise in society, buying into societal paradigms, having society tell us where to live, what to eat, who to date, who to marry, where to work. Mm-hmm. And we don't actually ask ourselves the questions. And here's the irony. When we start turning inwards and getting to know ourselves on a deeper level, getting to know how we're made up, it's almost there's a magic button. I don't know what it is, but there's almost something that changes. And I can relate to this in my personal life. When I started getting to know myself and when I really went inwards, 
I started understanding I wanted to make a difference. And I started seeing how I wanted to make a difference. Mm, that is huge because now, now you've opened up two doors and I don't know which one to open first. So it's going to be up to you <laughs> because one is you had quite a journey getting here. And that is really one of the things that equips you so very uniquely to really guide people, coach people, help birth that process of what is a purposeful life and career. So your own journey. And then on the other hand, there's more as well, because you have developed your own system around that, the dragonfly blueprint. Is that right? So let's That's start with it. your hero's journey, Chantal, and, and how that feeds into your experience here with the other centricity. Perfect. Okay. I was a single mom or I am a single mom. I've been a single mom for 25 years. I've got a 25 year old son. I know I don't look at no. <laughs> So what happened is I fell pregnant when I was 19. I had Carl shortly thereafter, and I didn't get to go study. I didn't get to choose my career. And everything in my career was all driven by, I have to raise Carl. I have to provide for Carl. I have to feed Carl. I have to house Carl. Every single career decision for the better part of 20 years was driven by, what do I do for Carl? Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so, so yes, there's that other centricity. But that was almost misguided. And I speak to a lot of moms about this. And I say to moms, you know, it's all good and well to put your children first. But what about you? Your children want a whole mom. And what I realized in this journey is in my pursuit of putting Carl first, I actually, I don't know what the word is. I actually, I messed up. I made a lot of bad decisions. I went down a lot of horrible roads and things that I shouldn't have done. And bottom line is I came to a turning point in my life where I lost everything. We were literally sitting with no house, no car, no furniture. We had nothing. Bad decisions that led us there. And that's the point where I started asking, what next? What do I Instead want? Of why me? Correct. Mm. Correct. Correct. And that kind of started my journey. That's been about a decade-long journey into self-development and personal development. And only I've only opened the business three years ago. So I believe... Asking those questions, you see, also when I reached that turning point, Carl was in his mid-teens, and I was in a position where I thought, this kid's going to leave home. My entire purpose is gone. Mm. <laughs> what mm. do I do with my life, right? <laughs> mm. And that started guiding my questioning. And like I said, it took me about a decade to, to, to really settle on who I am and what I want to do with my life. But again, it's that going inwards and getting to know yourself. That is such an incredible observation and how many mothers, women go through this and mm -hmm. mothers, whether they are single or even with support, there are so many decisions that are made because of that other. And yet we can't be other centric until we've taken care of ourselves because it's that oxygen mask thing, right? You, you can't Absolutely. help somebody else if you're not okay. Absolutely. And you know what the irony is? Carl said to me a while ago, he said, mom, I love what you're doing. Oh. And you know what? To hear that from my boy today, knowing that my journey has only just started mm. and I spent so many years thinking I was doing the right thing for him, but I wasn't in retrospect because I wasn't looking after me. Mm. And yet... You were doing your best. And, and that is also, you know, the, this vital starting point is, yes, we do our best. But Absolutely. it's a very well-intentioned, like you say, misguided mm. a decision in many cases if we're not looking after ourselves. 
That's it. What does Maya Angelou say? I think she says something about when you know better, do better. Yes, exactly. And I didn't know better, but now I do. (laughs) That is it. That is exactly it. It really does come through so much in career, of course. And now you say your theme is about a purpose-driven life, but a career, a purpose-driven career is a great gateway into that because we realize the urgency of the career, especially now with all these things happening around quiet quitting, great resignation, career cushioning, the AI revolution. Um, how, How do you experience the journey of your clients if they come in through the career gateway and then they find that that's almost the gateway to a more purposeful life overall? It's very often through career coaching because that Mm. is their urgent need, but they might not be aware of the importance of just a more purposeful life that Mm. drives Mm. the career because it's just one segment. And yet it's so overemphasized in our society. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. That's it. Absolutely. Are we focusing on the wrong things? And I think this I've found to be a little bit of a challenge in my market is because first I need to educate my clients almost as to why they need me. Because mm-hmm. very often a client will approach me and say, can you fix my CV? And I'm like, no. It runs deeper. <laughs> Absolutely. Not going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> so, so let me explain to you, I've got a, a, a dragonfly model and let me explain to you what I try to educate my clients on. And, and this model is beautiful because it applies to career, but it also applies to anything in life. If you want to pursue any dream, any vision, any desire that you have, use this model and it's going to start opening things up for you. Mm. So I want you to picture a dragonfly's body or picture a dragonfly, picture the components of a dragonfly. First thing is, is we've got this body in the middle and the body gives life to everything else. The Mm. body is representative of mindset. Mindset is your foundation before you do anything. I have some people approach me and they say to me, I'm too old to get a job. And I say, well, first we've got to fix that. Mm. because yeah exactly if you believe not the age the mindset (laughs) (laughs) but if you believe that that's going to be your experience in the job market so mindset is going to give life to everything Mm -hmm. that you're doing thereafter then what we've got is we've got this dragonfly and we've got four wings on the dragonfly now these four wings as much as i start with clarity the first wing represents clarity but we move in and around these wings again and again Mm. And clarity is really, who are you? What's your value add? Where are you going? It's much more than that. But those are the three key questions. We've got a map where you're going. Mm. And for the clarity one, I always say to clients, you've been to a restaurant, haven't you? When you order food at a restaurant, do you ever say to the waitress, I'd like food tonight, please? There you go. go. Why is it that we're so incredibly specific when we order food? But yet in the job market, we say, I want a job. Whatever is going. (laughs) Absolutely. I'll consider all offers. And that's not going to get you to your end goal. You've got to be really clear. So that's the first wing. The second wing is resources. What do you have? What do you need? And resources are things like your CV, your communication style, your elevator pitch, your LinkedIn profile, whatever you're going to use in the process. It could also be your network. What do you need? What do you have? What do we need to work on? Mm. From there, the, the third wing is strategy. What's your plan? And particularly for the job market, we've got an advertised job market and a hidden job market. 
two very different strategies. So very different, right? Because the advertised job market is getting quieter and quieter in many ways. Absolutely. And people who are not networking effectively are going to be left behind, which Mm. brings me to the fourth wing. The fourth wing is engagement. Who are you talking to? Who are you cultivating relationships with? And do the right people know the right things about you? Mm. And that's the model in a nutshell. That is extremely powerful. So can you run run us through the summary again? Or, or let me know how sure. am I doing? Have I been sure. paying attention? So the body of the dragonfly is mindset. Yes. And then the first wing is clarity about who am I? Where do I want to go? What do I have to offer? Yes. Something like that, right? Our second wing is the one about resources. Resources, correct. And that would be everything you've got, whether it's your CV, your portfolios, your LinkedIn profile, and your network. I really like that idea of the network as a resource. That's it. The third one we had. Mm. Strategy. There you go. The plan. (laughs) The plan to get where you want to go. And then finally. Engagement. What makes it happen? Yes. So it's the engagement with the people. And that brings us back to other centric and other centric approach that we also are connecting other people through that process. Um, Something that you mentioned about the hidden job market is that is where the good jobs are. The advertised jobs are the shabby ones in most cases. Hundred percent, Marie. Hundred percent. And you know, when I give these statistics to people, I'm going to share them with you in a moment. People are flabbergasted. They almost can't believe these statistics. But I challenge you: go and Google them and see if it's true. In the advertised job market, two percent of all applicants get invited to an interview. It's not enough. Yet people think that if they're not getting invited to an interview, the solution is to throw more applications into the pile. And that's not the solution. And also thinking that they failed. Correct. So easy to feel that you failed just because they didn't get back to you. And who knows what the factors are? 2%. That's incredible. 2%. And then that failure thing also comes back to mindset because then imposter syndrome kicks in and the value sets kicks in. Am I good enough? Am I worthy? Am I too old? Whatever the questions we start asking, right? Mm. So let's look at the other side. On the other side, they say that up to 80% of positions are never advertised. That's our Mm. whopper. That's a whopper. Mm. What we've got to understand is that companies are realizing that internal referral schemes are number one, the the most cost-effective recruitment strategy, and number two, the best strategy to retain their staff. Because I would never refer someone to a company that I hated working for. Yes. So, So this is really taking off in a new direction and people have got to start tapping into those networks. Bottom line. Mm. Now you um, speak of resources and the LinkedIn profile as one of them. You know, I'm also a believer, but you have got a phenomenal following on LinkedIn. You also have managed to make the most of that uh, platform, but I think you model it very effectively for people who are looking to shift careers or take their next step, or even just to really fulfill themselves in the career where they are with a longer term plan. How do you advise people to make use of LinkedIn? Is there a a favorite strategy that you have there? Because you're speaking about engagement and network, and I think there's a connection here somewhere. (laughs) There is, absolutely. 
So one of my favorite exp- expressions when it comes to LinkedIn is in a digital world, go analog. We've got to use the tech as a, as a, a kind of a greasing the wheels scenario. So, so LinkedIn is going to grease those wheels for you, baby, like nobody ever can and use it for what it is. So when it comes to greasing the wheels, you need to be connecting with your ideal client, your ideal hiring manager, your ideal podcast host. You need to be connecting with people you want to work with in some way, shape or form. But then you need to be engaging with those people. You need to become a familiar face. So you need to be round the block, round the block, round the block. And you need to position yourself as a subject matter expert. Do not get sidetracked into speaking about the load shedding discussions, as tempting as it might be. Mm. Stay in your lane. Speak about what is your golden thread. What is your subject matter expertise? Right. So now that you've greased the wheels, what you need to do is you need to move these digital relationships into analog. And that comes back to pure relationship building. You need to have coffees with these people. You need to meet one-on-one with these people. You cannot claim to have a relationship or have built a network with someone if you have never spoken or engaged one-on-one with the person, either face-to-face or online. So you've got to start moving these relationships into the next level where you can start building a relationship where in the future, you could potentially leverage that network. That is outstanding. That keeps you top of mind. And there is such a big difference between people you've only met digitally and those you actually have encountered face to face. And and LinkedIn really is powerful for that. Plus, there is actually a real network behind the people. You know, you can see where they work. You can see who knows them. It's uh, definitely much lower on the creepiness factor. It happens. But it's so people are so much more accountable when they're kind of, you know, dressed up in their work mindset. Absolutely. And you know what, on that note, I also want to just say something. So many people look at LinkedIn as a social media and they go, I'm not a social media person. And I'm like, hang on, LinkedIn is not a social media. I realize the techies are going to argue with me, but I'm talking about a mindset here. From a mindset perspective, LinkedIn is a professional networking platform that's going to help you reach your dreams through people. Engage, for goodness sake. Get over yourself. I must say, if there is rocket fuel in social media for work, for profession, for business, LinkedIn definitely is. It's LinkedIn, without Mm. a doubt. And for the three or four people on the planet who are not yet following you, we're going to (laughs) invite them to come and follow you on LinkedIn when we're done here. I wish that were the case. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Now, um, we've we've touched a little bit on a couple of the trends. Uh, There has been the great resignation and quiet quitting that you've been speaking about and very uh, appropriately saying that these are not really new phenomena. Just the hashtag is new. You know, it's not actually something that we've been strangers to, but definitely it has gained momentum. Now, the big phobia of the time at our time of recording is that AI is taken over everything. Uh, the rise of the new generation of chat GPT has really got people thinking, okay, it writes better than I can. It remembers better than I can. It researches faster than I can. There is no more place for me. Please tell us there's a place for us. But I think you've got a a key to why that is so related to the purpose-driven career and where the AI option does come in. Absolutely. So 
I love ChatGPT. I've played on it a lot, right? And it has revolutionized my proposal writing. It has revolutionized some of my written content when I hit blocks and all the rest of it. But here's the thing. AI don't sound like me. ChatGPT, as good as he can try, he doesn't sound like me. So he's great to give me, and I'm personifying him here, He's great to use for advice. He's great to use for ideas to start that creative process. When you need to pull a paragraph together or an intro together and you just want a framework that you can tweak so that it becomes yours. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I saw something on a video a while ago, and, and this video is actually trending. It's actually an incredible video. Um, but the girl says, AI can only do what humans have done. Humans can only do what humans have never done. Whoa. That yes. to me is a mic drop on the purpose-driven career. It yes. is only us who can conceivably come up with new ideas, new creations, new strategies. And your podcast is so aptly named. We are the visionaries, not AI. Mm. That is powerful. I, I love the way that ChatGPT takes the instruction of, uh, okay, you know, try again and make it sound more sassy, vibey, whatever. And then it sounds like it's really trying. Like I, I applaud. Yes. I really do. But, but yes, I agree. It's definitely male. <laughs> You're going to personify it. So glad we're agreed on that. <laughs> that very, very clinical, devil. clinical, logical. Yeah, male, without a doubt. Very, very left brain. Uh, yeah, definitely a time for rise of the right brainers is here. Absolutely. But, uh, and you know what? I think my final note on, on AI and chat GPT and all the rest of it, particularly when it comes to careers, I always say to my people that there are two gatekeepers from a career perspective. Your first gatekeeper is always going to be the tech. And you've got to design your stuff, your resources to get past the tech. Sure. But your second gatekeeper, your more important gatekeeper, the person who's going to sign off on your offer is not called chat GPT. It is a person. It is a human being. And we've got to connect authentically with people. And in so doing, you can actually bypass the tech, believe it or not. It's called networking. Yes, that, that is a powerful, um, very, very powerful principle to know. And there's an element of confidence in that, isn't mm -hmm. it? You've spoken about people who come to you with the typical request of, oh, can you help me, you know, spruce up my CV kind of thing. And then also people who would say, oh, well, I can't get a job because of my age, my education. We have all these many excuses and valid as they are. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the wonderful um, quote of Richard Bach, where he says, argue for your limitations. And sure enough, they're yours. And the harder we argue, the more ours they are. Now, to get past that hurdle of actually approaching the real people, there are many people who are facing a career hurdle, and mm -hmm. especially because of that career hurdle. And this is not just career, but it's life as well. Mm. Uh, getting knocked down a couple of times, even when we get up, it does bruise our self-esteem. What is the the guidance that you give to people in a position like that? If they've really been struggling for a while and now it's their confidence that's hurt to go out and, and really follow that purpose-driven life and career. Maria, I'm going to come back to my dragonfly model. Mm. It's the body that gives life to everything else. And if that body is broken and the body is mindset. Mm. So when someone's confidence is down or when someone is is 
just not seeing it or arguing, like you say, for their limitations. I love that quote. We have to start with mindset. We forget CV for a moment. We forget what job you want for a moment. And we focus on mindset. And we need to do some exercises to build your confidence. We need to remind you who you are. We need to get back in touch with that person inside you and start building that confidence. And if I can say one of my favorite tools for building confidence, particularly in the job search, but right overall, is a tool I call the acknowledgement list. Now, I use this list myself. And every time I do something that I'm proud of, every time someone compliments me, I put it on this list. And sometimes it's just a one word on this list. And I've got this beautiful picture of a sunrise and I scribble on it with a black cokey pen every time something happens. And that list sits there where I brush my teeth and I see it twice a day at the very least. And it reminds me who I am because sometimes we can feel like a worm, even you and me. You know, and we have to remember, hang on, hang on. I did that. I'm a rock star, right? And then there's yes. other techniques like mirror work. I believe in a lot of, I do a lot of mirror work myself. And there's plenty of other techniques that we can unpack, but it stems from mindset. We've got to fix the mindset before we start moving into strategy and how you're going to get a job. Mm. That is so vital. And, and I love the idea of having it right there where you're brushing your teeth, because you know what, at the very worst, you can even go, and I brushed my teeth, today, <laughs> no matter how hard things are going. Because in the in the yeah. really challenging times, it's, it's, it's so easy to fall into that uh, cycle. And I've noticed it in myself, I've noticed it in so many people um, who've actually confirmed it for me that they mm. notice that there is a, a downward spiral going on. And yeah. if you can catch it in time, Yes. With enough self-compassion, you can turn yes. it around. But but life is, it's like gravity. You know, the challenges <laughs> we face on a day-to-day -day basis, it just makes you sag. And sometimes you've got to go up into zero G to get your mood back up or stand on your head or whatever That's it's going it. to take. <laughs> but but That's we need it. those anti-gravitational devices. So Absolutely. I love your, you call it your acknowledgement list. There you go. There you go. Very, very nice tool. Great tool. And, and that brings me to a what great standout story of your work with people would you like to share? You know, I worked with a young lady not too long ago, and she came to me with a bit of a weird CV. You know, one of those CVs that's like, yeah, family business here, float around here, dabble here. And I kind of looked at this and I thought, wow. What do we do with this? Okay. I love and the way you're rubbing your hands. <laughs> Game on, right? <laughs> yes. And then she said to me, I want to work as a customer success manager for a tech startup. And I thought, how are we going to get this right? But okay, let's go. <laughs> Clarity is there. That's it. <laughs> and you know what? We started this journey and we spent a lot of time on mindset and a lot of time on clarity and we kind of bounced between the two. And it was a really challenging journey and she nearly quit a few times and I kind of hung up from a few of our calls thinking, I don't know if I'm serving this woman. I really don't know if I'm serving her. And the bottom line is we persevered. And before, I think just before our last session, she got an offer from an incredible company, not the Silicon Valley startup that she anticipated, but I had taught her how to align her values, her beliefs with the company. I had taught her how to network with people who are aligned 
to who she is. And she found a position with someone who is aligned to who she is. And she wrote me the most marvelous recommendation on LinkedIn. And she said how it was a challenging process, but holistic is the way to go. It's the only way. And yeah, that I think for me was power. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. That's all four wings buzzing at the same time. There you go. Because that is, of course, something to know with whether it's career or life. Sometimes it's not going to be the thing that we think think we want can we please like invoke the rolling stones here can't always get what you want right it, it really does come through to step by step by step and we evolve yes and, uh, being willing to just trust that's that what does unfold especially when it's hairy and especially that's when it's it. ugly you know i remember i remember saying to her many many times in our sessions please do this just trust me just trust me. Mm. And she wasn't entirely convinced. And she said to me afterwards, you were right. And it is, you know what, it's a a big part of what I teach is just do the daily actions, right? Even if they feel weird, even if they feel uncomfortable, even if you're feeling like an imposter on that day, just do them because they are going to yield a reward. But there's that element of trust as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chantel, a part of your purpose is also spreading this word and creating more purposeful life or helping people to create a more purposeful life and career. And one of the platforms that you've taken it to recently is with a podcast. Would you like to tell us more about that one? Absolutely. So this one kind of happened I didn't see it coming, right? I really thought I was going to start my own podcast this year and I might start my own podcast, but this is what we were talking about earlier. You know, how you move towards a goal and maybe the goal doesn't materialize, but something else materializes. And that was why you had to have that goal. So so, so remain open to the mystery of life, right? So this podcast that I have started co-hosting is called Your Story Global. And I'm passionate about stories. I believe that stories unite us, they inspire us, they bring back hope, and they remind us that there are other people out there just like us, just like us. And the more we talk to people and the more we share our stories, the less alone we feel. Mm. So, so that's, yeah, so that's really what this podcast is about. It's, it's a platform for people to share their stories. It is focused more on impact creators, entrepreneurs, that sort of thing. But every now and again, I'll pull in someone who's got a cool story and will share. So yeah, that's it. That is wonderful. And you're also a speaker. You've been a Toastmaster for a good while and you're, you recently became a member of the Professional Speakers Association of Southern Africa, which is how we met. But I, I believe in serendipities, so it would have happened anyway. But that's a wonderful forum for connecting speakers across South Africa. Would you like to tell us a bit about your presentations? Marisa, I've been speaking probably informally for a number of years. And this year I've decided to just formalize it and and really laser focus my message as it were. So up until now, I've been speaking for universities, um, webinars, podcasts. I had a great opportunity with the PSA of Afghanistan last year. I spoke for their global, yeah, their global woman leadership summit. That was Mm. spectacular. Absolutely such an honor. But really what I'm doing this year is I'm laser focusing my message to companies. And I'm taking two messages into companies. We've got two massive problems in companies in South Africa and in the world at the moment. One of them is the layoffs just keep on coming. (laughs) 
And people are feeling less secure than they have ever felt in their jobs. And I believe companies need to step up and take some responsibility for the people that they're laying off. Mm -hmm. So one of the angles that I'm going into companies, and I'm actually negotiating with a couple of companies at the moment for upcoming talks on this particular subject, is when they're laying off staff, I'll either come in and do a workshop or do a talk for the people and really just inspire them and remind them, remember mindset, it's not you. This is not contingent on your value. This is just something that happened. But what matters is how you move forward. So let's show you now how to move forward effectively. Wow. So that's the one message that I'm taking into companies. Giving them an opportunity to voice that actually with an objective outsider, because HR can't have that conversation in a way. Correct. They need Correct. to, of course, but some sure. of it, the unpacking actually really that's helps it. to have an objective outsider. Wow. And you know, you know what's interesting? Since I've started this journey and since I've started talking to companies, what I'm also starting to see is there is a thing which companies are not addressing called survivor guilt. That's the people who don't get chopped. Wow. And all their friends have been chopped. Yes. This is a huge thing, you know. So yes. we really need to start addressing this and 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 just helping people cope better with this kind of news. Whether you're on the receiving end or whether you are safe, there is still huge emotion involved with it. And we've mm -hmm. got to support those people. That is absolutely incredible. Now, that is a major project. Is there anything else that you're working on at the moment? Because I know you also serve individual clients. My focus is, is, is three markets. I work with individual clients. That has been my core business up until now. More recently, I'm going into the, the corporate sector with the, the speaking and the workshops. And then I work with universities. I've got an online course. I do speaking for, for the students. Um, and, and all of it is to try to redress the balance in our graduate unemployment numbers, teach these graduates that they can actually pursue a purpose-driven career. And even if they're looking for an interim career, before they get to that purpose-driven career, I'm teaching them very key strategies in terms of how to just unlock and fast track your job search through effective networking and the things that we have discussed. Those are all three such very, very important streams of where the message is needed. That's really great that that you're open and available to all of them. And then finally, we've mentioned LinkedIn. Where can people find you and what are they looking for on LinkedIn? LinkedIn, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Please find me on LinkedIn. Because <laughs> you share you know, some pretty good stuff on there and, and you're really consistent, which is great. And that means you've built up a whole repository. So you can actually dive into the Chantal Boita uh, Dragonfly career. Um, Rabbit hole. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And, you know, I was thinking about it this morning. I was thinking, why am I, why is my LinkedIn so good compared to my website? My website's undergoing changes at the moment. I'm not too happy with it, right? But I think it's because my LinkedIn has grown as I've grown. Mm. Whereas with my website, I've got to put all of that in one static view. And I'm really struggling with how to express that. But my LinkedIn has grown with me. And that to me is fabulous because you can see where I've been. You can see where I am today. And that speaks volumes about who I am. That's actually really powerful because it's an authentic history. It, it really is the genuine. The journey. The of a curriculum vitae, right? The, the running Correct. of your life. And Correct. Uh, 
LinkedIn is really beautiful for that. And I, I'm totally with you on that. We've become used to the, the website being important for mm. anybody starting their own work or their own business. But I actually believe at the moment, if you see what LinkedIn can do for anybody search-wise in terms of your prominence, somebody runs a search for your name, LinkedIn is going straight to the top. So if you've got limited time, that's the place to go and spend it. And Absolutely. people are there and they can see who you are. Whereas Absolutely. it's very unlikely Google is just going to send people to us, especially if they don't know our names. It's a bit like like being the dragonfly without the wings, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> exactly. How are people you know, know you exist? That's it. But, and you know what? I must, I must tell you something interesting. I started my business entirely on LinkedIn. It's only last year that I first set up a website. Mm. So I've built my business entirely on LinkedIn. It's possible. Yes, yes. I, I do think it's really important for more and more people to know what is mm -hmm. possible with, uh, with LinkedIn. They're not sponsoring me, so I, I'm going to stop <laughs> singing their praises, but I am such a believer because it can That's be it. so much for anyone in their career, mm -hmm. anyone in their professional life as an expert or starting out a business. And That's it. let's be healthy in our perspective on career cushioning, but it is in the environment that we're living in. It's really important to start making provision for the future and actually being active on LinkedIn. Absolutely. And begin to build that cushion because you don't know who sees you. You don't know who will connect with you. Even if you're 100% happy in your job because you found your job through Chantel, probably. <laughs> but still, be active on LinkedIn because Absolutely. it means that network is out there. The opportunities open up. Many opportunities are not job opportunities. They could be opportunities. That's it to speak, to collaborate, to do research with mm. someone. Um, there are so many valuable ways to build your network and your experience out there. Absolutely. Definitely. And it's your personal brand. At the end of the day, it's your personal brand. Whether you work for yourself, whether you work for a company, whatever you're doing, that brand will follow you. So treat it with some respect. Give it the credit and the credibility that it's due. Absolutely. Yes. Taking ourselves seriously as professionals, this has actually been one of the areas where I found resistance in clients, where mm. they are resisting building their LinkedIn profile because they're almost scared to draw that line in the sand and yes. say, this is, this is me. Yes. And, yes. and that begins with the mindset. So I, it I does. love the dragonfly analogy for that. There you go. <laughs> Chantelle has been such a fantastic chat. I want to thank you for being here on the League of Visionaries podcast. And people will be finding you on LinkedIn. Really a great place to stay connected and learn more. Before we go, any parting shots for visionaries and especially visionaries looking to lead a life of purpose through their career or beginning with their career? Yes, indeed. I think we need to look at the definition of visionary. A visionary is someone who has a vision of a better future. And by virtue of that meaning, that person is a leader in their own right. And too often we look at leaders and we say leaders are only people who have teams reporting to them. You are a leader, whether you're a parent, whether you, like me at this point in time, run a one-man band business, whether you run a, a massive business, you are a leader. As a visionary, you're a leader because people look up to you. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, we've got to go back to that parenting principle Children model what they see, not what they hear. So it's all good and well for me to say to my son, I don't, don't, you mustn't smoke while I'm busy smoking. 
chances are, and yes, my son smokes. And yes, I smoked for many years too. <laughs> so, you know, it's quite clear. Children model what they see. And what we've also got to remember is as much as I'm talking about children, people model what they see. We have an obligation as visionaries, as leaders, whatever scope you're operating in as a leader, we have an obligation to walk our talk. Mm. And I think what perturbs me is I see so many leaders out there who don't walk their talk. Mm. They put out great content and it resonates on a soul level. And then I meet them in person and they don't walk their talk. Or I have some sort of dealings with them and they don't display the values that they hold up. And again, this extends to companies. How many of my my clients have said to me, the company I work for has these great values stuck up on the wall, but no one lives them. And I think this is the problem of our time is that people have forgotten the art of walking their talk. And that's my, and it's quite literally a parting shot because I'm taking shots now at, at people. I'm not naming anyone, but I'm taking shots because people need to own up and walk their talk. That is leadership. And that is purpose, isn't it? Correct. Correct. Chantal, (laughs) thank you so very much for being with us. And I I believe there is so much value in staying connected with you, following you. I definitely hope every listener hearing this, you know, those last five who are not yet following you. (laughs) Love it. This is the time. This is your call. You've been listening to the League of Visionaries podcast by Yazi Media, proudly brought to you by Totally Morpheus. Subscribe to the League of Visionaries podcast here on your favorite podcasting platform and follow Yazi Media on LinkedIn to find out more about how you can share your visionary message with the world. This season of the League of Visionaries podcast is brought to you by Totally Morpheus, providers of conscious leadership development programs. Find out what conscious leadership development can do for you at totallymorpheus.com. And while you're there, take the leadership egg assessment and discover your leadership essence 